What I really hate worse than anything is the money that the big business puts into things, then they don't want to take care of their waste and they try to get rid of it any way they can. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the In Our Backyard podcast with your host, Jen Galler. This is the Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League's podcast, where I discuss environmental issues that are happening right in our backyards. This episode, I talk with Sam Tesh, who is Brettel's co-president of the Board of Directors. Sam has been part of Brettel for several decades and now serves as our Board of Directors co-president. He's been a critical part of past Brettel campaigns, such as fighting Thermokeem's hazardous waste incinerator, and he's also worked with organizations such as Greenpeace and the Sierra Club. With Sam, we discuss background within the environmental realm, some of the Brettel campaigns he's worked on, what's the biggest problems he sees regarding the environment today, and why he keeps with this work. To contact and connect with Sam will be in the show notes below, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, I'm with Sam Tesh, who is Brettel's co-president of the Board of Directors. And just starting out, could you speak on your background within the environmental realm? Yes, I've often wondered why I began working with the environment, and I thought back during World War II, we had to take all the cans that where the food came into our house and cut out both ends and put the lid in them and stomp them or put them together and save them, and people would come around and pick it up and take it. And so that's the first thing that I can think about why I started working with environmental groups. Yeah, awesome. And could you speak on some of the campaigns that you've worked on with Brettel? Yes, I can. I've worked on hazardous waste incinerators. I've worked on landfills. I've worked on pipelines. I've worked on coal ash spills. But I'd like to talk about two of the experiences I had over the years. One of them is at Northampton County with Thermokilm trying to go into Northampton County. And my wife and I had just left Surrey County and moved to Roanoke Rapids. We met several people and we were sitting around at the house and they come by and said, let's go to that meeting and see what's going on there. And that's when we found out that the hog farms were going to be built in Northampton County and they were going to allow a company called Thermokilm to come in to burn all the hog waste and produce electricity. That alone doesn't sound bad, but when we found out that the stuff that come out of the smokestack was going to be harmful to all the humans and to the land in the future. So for four years or five years, we worked on that program there with Lou and Janet and my wife and I did with all the other people in Northampton County. And finally, at the end, after all the meetings and everything you go through, trying to make it right, we finally defeated Thermochem. But what happened in between there was two things that become very outstanding with all the groups in North Carolina. We were in a meeting one night with the county commissioners and my wife, Betty Tesh, got up with 30 pieces of silver and tossed it to the county commissioners and says, here's your reward for allowing this company to come in. And that started a bunch of craziness going on at that time. And then another thing happened. At that time, a group of people, Tish, 
on CBS. And my wife, Betty, called up and was talking to them. And they thought she was saying her name was Betty Tish, but she was saying my name is Betty Tash. So they sent reporters down from New York to cover the story there and that helped us finally to defeat them in in the long run and there was plenty of other people that involved in things of that sort but this is two incidents that stood out very much to myself because I was there and I've been other places when other people were doing so out of that fighting of hazardous waste incinerator at Thermochem in Northampton County two of our groups wrote books Ramus wrote Mama Sadie and Betty Tesh wrote a book called Raising Sand about all the experiences and things that went on there. Another thing has been going on and in, in some of my background, I worked with Greenpeace. Betty and I worked with Greenpeace mm-hmm. along with we worked with Brettle. And some of the people that we met, Lois Gibbs, Jesse Jackson, Reverend Barber, who's head of the NAACP and Howard Hunters, members of the state legislature that has helped us along over the years. And uh, don't let me forget Rufus Edmondson. He worked with us too mm-hmm. while we were in Northampton County. And then after that was over, Betty and I retired. We came back to the mountains to our farm and uh, Lordy B. Thermochem was trying to get into Surrey County, Elkin, North Carolina, Surrey County. And we jumped on that with Brettle and defeated them again here. They were going to burn chicken waste here and mm-hmm. like they were going to burn hog waste in Northampton County. So that went on for almost two and a half years. And with the help of Brettle and working with grassroots people, we defeated them again. And we, we hope the Lord that they're out of North Carolina forever. Now, back in Northampton County, we were in meetings, and the governor had sent highway patrol in there to try to keep everything from exploding. And several of us were arrested and put in jail for inciting to a riot at that time. And that didn't help any at all of them winning their battle. They'd already lost it at that time. That was great. And what keeps you motivated when you see all the chaos and mismanagement with the environment and climate today? You know, that that's a good question. What I really hate worse than anything is the money that the big business puts into things, then they don't want to take care of their waste and they try to get rid of it any way they can. Mm-hmm. About two years ago, I ran into a group here in Surrey County and in Forsyth County, and that company was wanting to buy land and distribute the hazardous waste on the land, and then to get in there and plow it up and turn the soil over, hoping that would get rid of the hazardous waste. But the only thing that did was when it rained, the water washed all the materials down into the creeks and the streams, and then there was another problem that came up at that time. It was messing up the water of the people in Scythe County and in Yakin County. But they always come up with a genius way, they think, to get rid of the hazardous waste. And if they would make their plants correctly and fix the smokestacks and all that, we're not trying to save that big dollar. It would be an easier way. And that's one of the ways that just ticks me off 
just for a few more dollars, they could stop most of this, but it doesn't seem like they care that much about the people, except they, they do care about the mighty dollar. Mm, yeah, that's so true. And what do you think the biggest problem you see today regarding the environment is? That goes back to what keeps me motivated also. Okay, say they build a landfill. Mm-hmm. And a landfill, they bring the waste out of another state into the state where that landfill is. They're doing that, stop trucks on the road and check the manifest. And they were from Chicago and everything where all that waste was coming out. Michigan, where the cars are and the waste from the building of the cars and things of that sort. That's that's one problem. The problem is they don't want to take care of their own waste. They want somebody else to do it. That's the biggest problem. And also, you hear about these companies are environmental companies, and they're taking in materials, waste, and stuff like that. And instead of trying to get rid of it the way they're supposed to, they just try to get rid of it the easy way. Okay, take an example. Duke, when they had the coal ash spill, that was a mess. It still is a mess, and it's going to be a mess for the next 20 to 30 years Mm -hmm. uh, because they're not going to get all that cleaned up. Like the PCVs that the state spilled on the roadways in North Carolina about seven years ago. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. You've just witnessed all of these campaigns and different environmental injustices throughout the years, so it's interesting to hear your take on it all. And is there anything that we missed that you would like to discuss? We have found out that it really costs a lot of money to take care of this stuff, that people are messing up. Should there be a tax on the waste and if they don't completely clean it up like they're supposed to or keep it from being spilled and messed up, then they should be fined or even put out of business. Especially the water is one of the things that our bodies need for us to live. And Mm -hmm. if they keep letting them pollute the streams, we're not going to be able to come up with new ways to purify the water again and again and again and again. If we keep polluting all the land with the soil and the sand and stuff that cleans the the water, then we're going to run out someday. Yeah, that's all right. And just my last question is, how can people contact or connect with you if they want to do so? I can give you my email address, wtesh at surrey.net. Thank you so much to Sam for talking with me. I'm going to link some of the campaigns that Sam worked on with Brettel and check out brettel.org to see updates on her work and campaigns we have going on currently. Tune in next Friday for a new episode and have a good week, everyone.